I cannot wait for you to meet Tara Galliano, our next guest. She comes to us with incredible knowledge, helping women with various female issues, um, various health problems, all the way from cancer to menopause to sexual trauma and everything in between. What she does is help women to rediscover their body and really to redefine their image and their beliefs around how they feel about themselves. And I, I'm so excited because this is so near and dear to my heart in talking about loving ourselves fully and completely today, right now. Do you ever think that you're running your life on autopilot? Well, that was me for over 40 years. I was dealing with a past childhood trauma that hadn't been fully addressed. Even though I had gone to therapy and I've done different methods of healing, there was something missing and I felt incomplete. And then a couple of years ago, I realized what the answer was. My name is Lynn and I'm here to help you advance your healing to a brand new level where you can fully embrace the femininity and beautiful, sexy mama who you are. And I want to share that with you through this podcast. Myself and my guests are going to inspire you with our stories of our healing and how we have truly triumphed after trauma. We have a treat today. Uh, You know how I just love learning about the body. Well, we have an expert here, Tara Galliano. Hey, Tara. Hey, Lynn-Ann. Nice to be here with you. (laughs) Yay, yay. And Tara is an author, and she has so much experience about the body, helping women primarily, um, and she has an incredible workbook that just came out, and I am getting it. In fact, probably when this airs, I already have it in my hands, and it's called Rediscovering My Body. It's a workbook. Very, very um, just informative things to help discover your body. So can you tell us about it? Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me here, and I'm excited to speak a little bit about my work. So the Rediscovering My Body guidebook is something that I developed for women based on the courses that I taught at the local hospital in Boulder, Colorado, for women who had cancer. Uh, These women had all different types of cancers, and what was coming up for them is they didn't know how to reclaim their sensual self, that there was a lot of fear of being in their bodies, and a lot of pain of being in their bodies, and that there was no place within their care or their treatment that they were able to discuss sex and sexuality and sensuality and sexual functioning. And so from that coursework that I created for them, I decided to create this book, Rediscovering My Body. And specifically what I learned was that it wasn't just women who had had cancer that wanted to know this work. It was women who had a loss of relationship. It was women who'd gone through a divorce women who'd gone through a pregnancy, women who'd given birth to a baby, women who had gone through menopause. There was some type of drastic impact and change in those women's lives where they lost their sense of confidence, where they felt that they lost their mojo, where they wanted to get their sexy back and that they were ready to do the work. So that's why I wrote this book. Oh my goodness. And my passion, and I had already 
shared this with you in our first conversation is to help women to regain and just embrace the femininity that is there, but it's really dormant in so many. And so I'm definitely very passionate about just really embracing all of you. And yeah, it's so true. We have so many different things that can, you know, just put a, a wedge in the whole cycle, you know, just how we operate every day, mothering and, and parenting and, you know, marital relationships or, or, you know, partners, um, and then stresses at work. And I remember so many times, even just not giving myself enough um, space. So it was really even hard just for my husband to touch me when he came home at work, because I had just been consumed with parenting and taking care of people that demanded from me all day long. Yeah. And so that part of um, really owning your space. And I think what your workbook is going to help people do is to really be aware of what they need and um, how they can listen so that they can have that fully functioning part of their lives. Absolutely. Yes. Uh -huh. Yeah. And that I think oftentimes that we as women, because we're so relational, that we get accolades for being caregivers and taking care of other people. And that's wonderful. It's wonderful to be in relationship with other people. But when that's the only way that we're receiving fuel for ourselves, it's yeah. not sustainable. It's going to be depleted at some point because the reserve is within ourselves. And that's the way we really need to begin to fuel ourselves is that, you know, if we're not giving to ourselves first, we have really nothing to give to other people. And if we do have things to give, it will run out much sooner than later. And so this guidebook, Rediscovering My Body, is really about how do you feel yourself first? By listening to yourself so you can know yourself, ultimately so you can love yourself, and then choose to share yourself with another person or not. Right. Oh, that is so beautiful. I wrote, I wrote this down, um, how the reserve our reserve is within. Yeah. And, and that is so true because that's how, that's how women get burned out. Yeah. Um, and I, I believe there's probably a ton of listeners and listeners, if that's you write it in the comments, right in the, in your review, if you can relate that you have been depleted or you remember the time when you've been depleted. And if you are depleted, then this workbook will definitely be a help for you. Um, I know we're gonna to get to it at the end, but where can people get it if they wanna just jump over and get it right now? They can get it on Amazon. So it's available on Amazon. It's also available on my website, rediscoveringmybody.com. Okay, perfect. And so Tara, let's, let's talk about something that is really near and dear to my heart, and that is how can we listen to our body? Can you give us some, some tips that listeners can take away today? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's really important. It's how do we listen to our bodies and how do we know what we're listening to is really ours or is it someone else's? Um, Absolutely. Oftentimes we take on other people's energy. So I think one of the most important things that we can do 
is just begin to understand that we need to start a listening practice. And when I say listening, I don't mean that it's just limited to the ears, but I mean that we're scanning our bodies from the top to the bottom, seeking somatic cues, seeking sensations in the body, body bringing awareness to any tension or any felt sensations that's in the physiology. And what that does is that gives us more information. And so we might notice, for example, that we have a constriction in our chest area, that there's a tightness there, and that that is information for us. It's not anything that we need to change. It's not anything that we need to dictate or manage, but it is the awareness of that is what lives in us. And when we come back to that sensation again and again, we can begin to notice that that is a part of how we're living in this world. And so if you notice that multiple times with the frequency of checking in, then you can begin to say, I think I would like to change that because I notice when I feel more expansion in my chest area, I feel better. But it's only after the observation that we can really make those judgments. And so I invite people not to come in with self-aggression and not to come in with, I need to change things with an agenda, right, right. but really allowing and with such gentleness. Oftentimes I find that we as women have that gentleness with our children, with um, other people's children as well, that we just have that tenderness that is so, um, goodness, innate in some ways for other people. But when we don't have that for ourselves, then we're missing out on a whole lot because we need to really cultivate that for ourselves so we can have this awareness of what it is that we need. And it doesn't begin from the outside, it really begins from the inside. So again, li listening to, again, what I say, somatic cues, uh, with those sensations can in the body. Yeah, yeah, can you just describe what somatic is? Somatic, case? yeah, uh -huh. yeah. yeah, absolutely. The so somatic is just of the body. The of the body, okay. Of, of the body, somatic, um, in the physiology, in our body, in our being, because we live in this body. So many other things in our life may change and our body may change, but our existence is primarily in our bodies. And that may be existential or philosophical, but it also is just the reality is that this is how we live and show up in the world. Um, so there's something very concrete about that. And when we adopt that to be where we are and love that, it can be tremendous in terms of what we're able to accomplish, how we're able to be in the world. Oftentimes, I think we don't love our vessel and that there is a lot of self-aggression, like I was mentioning before, that we should be doing things differently, that we should be changing things instead of just embracing all of who we are. I think that's a great basis for any one of us to begin, right. men or women. Yeah, and being in the here and now. Yeah, yeah. The here and now. And I think with this ability that you're talking about, when we can really um, be, become so aware of those sensations, I mean, what a beautiful gift to be able to really listen to what you need and acknowledge it and then proceed as necessary. Um, I think I, at listening to you talk, I'm just, I'm realizing that when we can have that ability and that awareness and the grace that comes with it, then if we have blemishes 
if we don't like the shape of our body or our nose is too big or our feet are too big or or we don't have the finances to dress like we want or all these things that are all these just external things happening i think we'd be a lot happier too yeah <laughs> i agree i agree again when when we're referencing things outside of ourselves it's only ever going to lead to unhappiness. But when we understand completely that we need to begin to reference and move from within, that when we start listening to ourselves, it's everything is available. And what I loved what you were saying about being in the present moment is that the body only ever is in the present moment. Right. It's our mind that goes to the future. It's our mind that goes to the, the past. And that when right. we follow our breath, that is the vehicle or the breath is the vehicle that can bring us back into the present moment. And I was trained as a contemplative psychotherapist at Naropa University and meditation was really a critical piece of our understanding. So we were able to show up for clients, um, understanding a little bit more about what our stuff is and what is theirs because we were able to observe our own um, mind and our own bodies in a contemplative practice, which I think is really important. And I think that we don't live in that type of world today where people have contemplative practices or even have that type of self-awareness. I think we're just scratching the surface of what, what we could know about ourselves. Right, absolutely. I have, um, my mentor is someone who doesn't sleep very much at all. And she, she said, Lenan, I'm, I'm in a different dimension. She's taken so much um, control might not be the right word, but she, she's so aware. I think that is probably the best word to use. She's so aware of what she needs and what her calling and purpose is that her energy comes from a source that allows her to only get five hours or less of sleep per night. And she gets That's a lot amazing. done. <laughs> so, so I don't know if I'm quite ready for that. But <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that I am either. And yet they do say that um, they being, you know, people who, who follow meditators or the ancient scriptures, uh, the Vedas, that people who meditate regularly, who are enlightened masters, don't need much sleep because every moment is a meditation. It's not just the practice of sitting and meditating, but it is everything that they do. So maybe that's a little bit esoteric for the audience, but I, I do know that that is true. And I think the reality for most of us is that we need sleep. When we don't get sleep, it impacts our mood. When we don't eat well, we don't get exercise, it impacts our mood. And then we don't feel good about ourselves. And then we don't feel good about being good to other people. Um, and I, I, right. for me, it's all about the baby steps of like, what can we do today? I'm like your mentor. Yes. You know, uh, you know, somebody to look up to. And then the reality for most of us is that's not me today. I need sleep. And what can we do today? Well, what we can do today is to come back again to the sensations and even just quickly doing a scan from the top of our head down through our bodies and just noticing any sensations that flirt with or grab our attention because that is something to notice um, and that is a reference for ourselves so we can kind of create this own internal dictionary of this means something to me um, as I was referencing earlier the contraction in the chest that means something to me 
because mm-hmm. then when I notice that I have that, maybe I'm feeling fear because I'm trying to protect my frontal organs, or maybe I'm feeling sad and I want to protect myself. It could mean many different things, but I can start to, again, create this dictionary, if you will, of reference for my own internal uses. When I'm like this, how does that make me feel? Or what do I notice about myself? And again, that it's all information and it's neither good or bad, but it's really just data. And there's so, I mean, you can make a lot of money collecting data um, (laughs) on the internet, but when we collect that data internally, wow, that is super valuable for us and how we show up in the world. Oh, absolutely. So I'm really, I'd I'd love for you to share one thing. Um, And of course, I want to have you on again, because this is so vital there's so many things that we could talk about and um, I'm excited for our, our next recording. The thing, one thing that has been going on in my mind that I've been wanting to ask you is, has there been a client or patient of yours, a story that really stands out? Someone that had, um, you know, some internal things, you know, there's a whole list from cancer to menopause to um, whatever it might be, sexual assault. Um, Is there a client or patient that stands out in your mind that has a beautiful story? Because I would love to hear it. Would you share it? Absolutely, yes. Uh, Yeah, so I have one woman in particular was so courageous. Um, She had colorectal cancer and she didn't want to come to my class because she didn't want to take more time away from her family. She felt like her illness had taken up enough time. She'd taken up enough resources and that she needed to produce money um, and give back to the family and replenish those resources of time, finances, whatever. But what was happening in her primary relationship with her husband was they were not sexually active. So they really lost that sense of intimacy and how to show up for each other in a loving way. And her husband actually presented her with a flyer to the class. And he said, I cannot go, but will you go? And she felt like that was the most loving act. Um, And of course she came because she was coming initially for him. Um, And she was late the first couple of classes because showing up for ourselves is a huge commitment. And I would say for a lot of women, that is transformation in and of itself is to show up. Um, so eventually she did show up. And you just what, gave me goosebumps. Yeah, huh? She was an amazing woman. She gives me goosebumps when I think about her and speak about her. And she showed up for herself and she showed up for her relationship. And it had been over a year and a half since they tried to have intercourse. And what she said was that it was, you know, unsuccessful um, for many different reasons, but primarily because. Uh, vaginal penile intercourse wasn't really readily available for her after her colorectal surgery and that it was very difficult. So after the class, she gained a lot more confidence, a lot more understanding, a lot more technical knowledge and emotional support to go recreate that intimacy that she so wanted with her husband. So they went away for a wild and kinky weekend. And what they did was they had... um, a playful, creative time where they really engaged their imaginations and brought so much love. And maybe it didn't look like how they were sexual before, but what they gained and achieved in that moment 
was so beautiful that they had been married for 25 years prior to that, that day. Um, and that they said that it was the wildest night, weekend rather, that they'd had in all of the time that they were married. So just really cultivating that sense of intimacy within the relationship in a very profound way because they were courageous and willing to try again. And I think that speaks volumes to what, what can happen for people who are willing to go through the process of rediscovering their bodies and getting rid of shame and getting rid of fear and getting rid of the stuck energy that holds them back, but really being willing to move forward and embrace all of that juicy pleasure. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a beautiful story. And getting rid of the stereotypes. Yeah. Yeah. You, we, can, we truly can write our own stories. And there's, no, there's really no right or, wrong, right or wrong, especially when we are listening to ourselves and honoring ourselves. And this woman had this sweet husband who um, believed in her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and believed it took a little them. bit yeah. for her to just believe in herself. Yep. And um, thank you for sharing that. I, I, that really inspires me for sure. Um, we, we have, I think it's natural to think that if, if we have a physical limitation, that it's, it's, it's just, um, that's how it is. And we can't, it's, it's really hard to look past it. And, you know, that's for so many areas. And so good for her. That's really awesome that she is able to um, bond with her husband in that special way. That's really great. Yeah. Uh Well, Tara, I have really enjoyed this time. And I knew I was going to love this recording. And I'm so, so excited that there are people like you. Holy cow. Oh, that man, you're just an answer to prayers. Um, Thank you. I'm I'm sure you have a lot of fans. Mm, Thanks, Elena. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And your workbook, I'm really excited to get it in my hands. So um, tell us again, how people can get a hold of you, the best ways, um, your social media, any, any ways that they can reach out to you? Sure, certainly. So One of the best ways is on my Facebook page, which is Rediscovering My Body. And I also have a website called rediscoveringmybody.com. Perfect. And then your book is on Amazon. Yes. Of the same title. Of the same title, Rediscovering My Body. Okay. And so for the (laughs) listeners, will you just spell your name too, please? Tara, T-A-R-A, Galliano, G-A-L-E-A-N-O. And you can reach me at taragalliano.com as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait for our next episode that we're going to record. And listeners, I hope that, um, well, you know what? I'm going to have you say the, the last words. What would you like the listeners to know before we part? Oh, I, what I really feel so deeply is that I am just a guide. And that I'm just pointing the way and that I think the profound wisdom for each of us is inherent in us, that we are the experts on us and that we need to really claim that sovereignty and live it. So beautiful. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
Yes. Amen, sister. <laughs> Woo. Woo. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody, for being here. Tara, thank you so, so much. Thank you, Lynn. This next guest you have already heard from before. She was one of my launch partners, and I can't wait for you to hear Jennifer Ramirez. She's going to continue her story about having lived in a tough environment and also being a victim of childhood sexual abuse. She really rose to the top, and she is an entrepreneur, a coach, and I love her story. And I can't wait for you to hear her talk about leaving toxic relationships and discovering her worth and her value and putting a stop to things that were not good for her. And it's going to be a great episode. I think it's awesome that you've spent the time with us today. And, you know, my guests and I, we have been through a lot to heal our trauma and to get to where we are today. And I hope that you've been inspired. Please be sure to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Don't forget to share it with other women who you know are looking for some more resources to help them along their healing journey. Also, go to our website, thesexymama.com, where you have an opportunity to book a call with me where we can talk together. I can assess where you are in your healing journey to see if there's more that I can do for you. And we have a private Facebook group, which is an amazing resource for you, for women only. It's called Triumph After Trauma, and I will catch you next time.